0: Um, Again, thank you so much just for the privilege of being here with you. Um, As Nick mentioned, uh, Brad and Charissa send their deepest love and regards to you all. Um, It really is a privilege to be able to be sent to you guys. And um, I just want to keep off and pray and just trust that the Lord would do what he needs to do with us this morning. Lord, I just thank you again for... um, As J.C. said this morning, Lord, the privilege of coming um, before you together like this. And Lord, I just thank you for your presence right here, right now. Thank you for your spirit that leads us and guides us. And I just trust, Lord, that your word would ignite something within all of us um, for the season that you have ahead for us and for the now and the future, I pray. Lord, I pray that you would guide us, light our path ahead of us by your word this morning, Lord. I pray. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the adventure that you've got them on. Thank you for the possibilities, the impossible. Thank you, Lord, that you are pushing them into places that they wouldn't have ever dreamt of before. And it's all because of who you are, Jesus. So be glorified. Be exalted, my King. May you have your way among us this morning, I pray. In your mighty name. Amen. So I actually asked for that first worship song. Um, it was slightly coerced. Um, Nick and Shanae Shana and I were, and Reese were having a bit of time together on Friday night, and um, I shared something with Nick personally about oceans, and that was uh, an individual thing I felt for him, but I also felt for it, for Adventure Church corporately, that uh, the Lord is calling you deeper. And um, so I got quite emotional in, in the worship time together, Um, Just realizing how deep he wants to take you. And I know that it's, as Reza said, probably a cliche to say, but um, I honestly really, really believe that he's preparing you all um, in an incredible deep sense of an adventure ahead of you. And um, I know sometimes it feels as though we're not 100% sure of what the next step is going to be. Um, But as we take a hold of his hand and just let him take us, He's going to take us to places, and it's going to be an exciting journey ahead of you. And I, I believe the journey's already begun. The adventure's already begun. Um, as Andrea said this morning, this this is something of huge impact. Um, having a church that starts in Nick and Shonda's home, it's an amazing thing. And I want to say to you, well done. Well done for every part that you've played in it, from every potential invite that you've made of somebody coming here every invite that you've made that's caused somebody to come here well done um, every invite that you've you've uh, made to allow somebody to know Jesus better by letting them come and be part of this well done um, rocking up here on a sunday morning well done it's all part of this incredible adventure that he has you on and it's going to be big it's bigger than we i think you could ever have imagined and it's exciting so there's a couple of things that I've, um, this week, just in preparing, felt like the Lord wants to say to you corporately as a church. And I'm glad it's been recorded for those that aren't here. Hello, guys. I'm Hilton. Um, and uh, my wife, Reza and I, it's a privilege to be here with you. Um, there's a couple of things corporately that I feel for you, but then also in the context of individually. So the first thing is um, you're only going to be able to go as high as he intends for you to go on this adventure if you trust him. And the word trust was a major highlight to me. Um, the second is you're only able to impact as wide in your infect- effectiveness of what he's called you to be if you listen. It's the second thing I felt, just listening to his voice. Um, thirdly, you're only able to go as deep in your relationship with him as well as with each other if you actually trust each other. And I know that's that's something that we might feel as though as expected, but it's something I felt to remind us of is just really in our relationship with Him and each other, Trusting is going to be big. And you're only going to go as far as He has dreamed for you is if you have no fear in in what He has for you. And I think that's somewhat been echoed this morning of just eliminating every whisper of fear. Um, Are we going to make it? Will we make it? How will we make it? Where are we going to make it? Who's going to make it with us? All of those those uncertainties cause a lot of fear in our hearts. Um, And I I really do believe that if we just grab hold of his hand, he wants to take us to take you guys to really, really deep, deep places. Um, Yet, whilst I know I'm not um, completely naive to the idea that that romance of where he wants to take us to, as exciting, as encouraging as it may sound, um, and and what it might look like for the future, we do know that challenges come. And we know that there are always going to be obstacles in the way. And um, Jesus never promised the work of the kingdom to be completely opposition-free. And I think you should be aware of that continually. Um, The word says, be alert, be aware, be awake, um, be sober-minded to the, the work of the evil one. Because whilst it's fun to have... These incredible adventures ahead of us, of what he's called you to, the fiery dots um, are going to come. They're not if they're going to come, they will come. And so, yeah, just be just be completely aware of other activity around you. Um, and it brings me to thinking of just the the, the moments of prayer together corporately. You know, um, being being together like this, never never forsaking the gathering together. Make it a key priority. In all that you set out to do, you know. Um, Those who build on the solid rock um, and those who build on the sand, we know it well. In fact, Scarlett's teaching on it this morning outside. Um, Matthew 7 verse 24 to 25, Jesus said this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. So Adventure Church, I felt this morning for you that if we reconsider the foundation of who we're building on and what we're building on, we'll withstand the storms, we'll withstand the challenges, we'll withstand the opposition that will come, you know, and, uh, I think if there's any granule of sand, we've spent a week in Belito and the most annoying part of coming back from the beach is the sand. everywhere. Somebody once told me that if you put baby powder on your legs before you go, um, I've never seen that that works, so don't try. It It still lands up everywhere. It doesn't work for me at all. It's everywhere. And I just, uh, I had this question um, of just checking the foundations for sand and checking for just one granule of sand. Um, Just making sure that we are building on the right foundation, solid foundation. Psalms 127 verse 1 says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. The Lord will never build a house in sand. He's the rock, and He is the foundation that we build on. It's just a, a, a really encouraging thing for me to share with you this morning that if we making sure that he's the foundation we sure that this is going to work and uh, I know it sounds like well is it going to work as a question well yeah you, you, you do have to consider it because are we going to work together are you going to work together um, are you going to work well with your community together all of these things you have to consider is the foundation right you know and just making sure that he is at the cornerstone of it all. Um, Jesus, the foundation, spoke out boldly when he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3 verse 3. Nicodemus dug down deep to the foundation, dug down to the pure truth of heaven. Jesus, you have to have him. You have to have him at every level. He's the he's the complete start of it all. He's the, the beginning and the end of it all. And I've been praying this week that the Holy Spirit would help you get out the way everything that's not a reflection of the foundation of who he is, um, for Adventure Church. Um, and then just the, the, the building of that personally for yourselves. Um, so if, if Adventure Church, you've been called to build on Him um, and to build on Him alone. For me, there's three things I want to highlight of what that rock looks like to us Um, because while again it's exciting to know corporately what he's called us to we've got to individually and privately be built on him and the lord just showed me these three aspects of him being the rock to you individually and from that place you can be the rock for others uh, because you're standing on him so the first thing is a life-giving rock Paul makes this claim in Corinthians 10 verse uh, 4 when recounting all the Israelites, um, um, recounting how all the Israelites were sustained in the wilderness after their dramatic uh, exodus from Egypt. Um, And we're going to read together Exodus 17 and he's just, it's it's mirrored in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 4 where it says they all ate the spiritual food and they all drank the same spiritual drink. So. If you've got your Bibles with you, you can jump with me to Exodus 17, and we're just going to see what that looks like um, in terms of a a life-giving rock that we want to build on, and what I believe God is calling you as a church to build on. Exodus 17, I'm going to kick off right from the beginning. So the entire Israelite community left one place to the next according to the Lord's command. They camped at uh, Rephidim and there was no water for the people to drink. So the people complained to Moses Give us water to drink Please don't complain to Nick and Shanae these guys. Let's <laughs> Let's be speaking to the Lord if there's no water to drink Why are you complaining to me? Moses says Why are you testing the Lord? But the people thirst there for water and grumbled against Moses no grumbling They said, why did you ever bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? Then, yeah, how's that from this morning? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what should I do with these people? In a little while, they should stone me. Nobody's going to stone you, Nick. promise you. (laughs) The Lord answered Moses, go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take the staff you struck the Nile with in your hand and go. I'm going to stand there in front of you. On the rock at Horeb, when you hit the rock, water will come out of it and people will drink. Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. He named the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites complained because they attested the Lord saying, Is the Lord not among us? It's an amazing thing. The rock was struck as we know. um, Jesus was struck for all of our iniquities, all of our sins. Uh, he was beaten, he was smitten, so that we can have life and life eternal. And as Nick opened up this morning, is that there's a world, there's a, the, the the communities around us are thirsty, their lips are parched, they're cracking, because they are needing a drink. And it's the only drink that we can give them, is Christ, the rock, you know. And uh, the fountain that he has is a full one, the brim is full, it's never-ending, And the stream banks are full too. Um, The world as we know it has nothing authentic or original or genuine to give an offer. Um, It only has a counterfeit of something that they're trying to pursue. And so as Adventure Church, if we're building our lives on the right foundation on the rock of who he is, the eternal one, the one that has the real life to give, the one that is... Is not fake in any way. The authentic, living water of of heaven flows from this place. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be winning. So for a parched land, it's it's back to him. Millions of people dying from from spiritual thirst all over the world, and um, it's an important place for us to be to know that when we go to him, the rock ourselves privately quenching after and thirsting after him, we know that when we come into this public place. Um, and when we gather together and when we ministering, and when we testify, we know that we can pour out the, the the life that they are seeking and what they are searching for. But it starts, again, from a private quenching and a private thirsting after him um, and just that intimacy with him. The second thing I felt was just a sheltering, sheltering rock to remind us that if we're building on him and who he is, that we need to remind ourselves that we find shelter in him. That we find comfort in Him. And so I've got a couple of scriptures that I'm going to read out. And as I read them out, just allow yourself to be reminded of how much He covers us. And the covering for us, while it gives us a sense of comfort. Just for a moment, mirror that over to how that shelter is meant to be represented in the communities that that He's called you to as a church. So personally for you too. Psalm 61 verse 1 to 6, hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I will call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. For you, God, you have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. So much in there that I want to quickly highlight. Keep crying out. reza shared that this morning individually, but for you guys, corporately, I feel continue to cry out, continue to cont- contend, continue to pray, the earnest prayers, the earnest prayers, earnest prayers, going after them earnestly from the ends of the earth. I've called Jesus, called you to nations at Venture Church. I call you as my heart grows faint. We know that there's moments where, as Sharon was vulnerably sharing with us, that two years of trials and challenges, these are things that cause our hearts to grow faint. But as we call to Him, and it says, lead me to the rock, I pray. Lead me to Him. Take me to that place. That place is always higher than the situations that we're going through. That place is always going to be higher than the circumstances around us. That higher place is where we hear Him, where we sense Him, when we feel Him. Where we, where we are completely sheltered and there it says, I take refuge Hiding under the wing. So it's a sheltering rock And again as we feel so comforted by this those that you're gathering need to feel and know that that's what you're calling them to Not sheltered by us not covered by us. Not I am the higher place not I hear your cries Point to him. He's the one that will always hear their cries. Psalms 27 verse 5, for he will conceal me in his shelter in the day of adversity. He will hide me under the cover of his tent and he will set me on that high rock. 2 Samuel 22, he said, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the very horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge and my savior from violent people. He's the one that saves me Psalm 71 verse um, 3 says be my rock of refuge to which I can always go Give me the command to save me for you are my rock and my fortress Psalm 144 verse 1 to 3 David praise be to the Lord my rock who trains my hands for the war ahead My fingers for the very battle. He is my loving God and my fortress My stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. Lord, what are human beings that you care for them, mere mortals that you think of them? Psalms 40 verse 2. He brought me up from desolate pits out of the muddy clay and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. Christ is our rock. He's our foundation. He's the one that we stand on. He's the one that we build on. He's the one that is building the church, as we said this morning. He's the one that will direct our steps in the work that's required in seeing the church of adventure progress into all that God has called it to. He is the one that will make sure that our hands, our very hands are doing the things that He's called them to do. He will train our fingers to be delicate and to be strong when needed. the people that he sends us to he will be the one that shows you which weapon to have in your hand is it going to be a brick is it going to be a sword is it going to be what is needed in my hand he's the one that will guide you and lead you thirdly secure and sure rock a rock that cannot be taken from us and i know this is stuff we know but it's it's honestly really things i felt in my heart just melting into my heart for you is that He's secure and sure. He cannot be taken from us. He is impregnable. He is immovable. He stands firm through the fiercest, fiercest of um, storms or battles. He rescues us. He is united in us and through us. He's with us. He never leaves us. And I know that we know this, but he is ours. We can, we can be sure that we' sure that we sure. As sure as I am of this ground beneath me, He is that to us. Romans 8 verse 38 verse uh, to 39, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. We cannot be separated from Him. Our salvation is irreversible. It's an eternal source of life for us. We never have to question that. We never have to fear that. We never have to be concerned if what we're giving to people is certain enough or sure enough. Be certain and sure and secure 100% that this rock that we stand on is 100% what the Word of God says and who the Father said it would be and who He says He is. He's that to us. Sure and certain throughout. Irreversible. Ephesians 1 verse uh, 4 says, Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world to be holy, and without blemish before Him in love, even before that, that is who He is to us. God's love for us is eternal. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 says, I have loved you with an eternal love. will always be there, always certain of it. His love is sure, secure, unchanging. Human love, as we know, can be incredibly fickle. But God's love never changes. It doesn't depend on what we do. It's all dependent on who he is and the love that he is and the foundation that he is. Psalms 89 verse 14 says righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. And whilst it's having this picture of him being the rock, reminding ourselves that it's from that place that all authority, all power uh, flows from the throne of God. And so we find our security in that too. Psalm 62, verse 6 to 8 He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. He will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. My salvation and glory depend on God, my strong rock. My refuge is in God. Trust in Him in all times. Pour out your hearts before Him, for He is your refuge. Psalm 62, verse 6 to 8 is a, is a, is a psalm I honestly feel is just melted over you as, as part of. The forging of who you are as a church adventure. He is your refuge. You are secure in Him. You have insurance in Him, uh, assurance in Him, not insurance. You have assurance in Him. Deuteronomy thirty-two, verse four. He is the Rock. His works are perfect, and all His ways are just. A faithful God who does not, uh, who does no wrong. Upright and just is He. He is so true. He's tried and tested. There's none like. Isaiah 28 verse 16, Therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Jesus, chosen by the Father to be the very basis, the very foundation of all things. Every single thing points to Him. He's tried. He's the point of all truth and faithfulness. He he, he endured all suffering. And was tested through it. To be exactly who the father said he would be. He's the rock. He's so incredibly perfect in every way of it. We've been tested in our lives. Risa and I. In terms of the certainty. and, And calling him by his name. The rock. And there have been moments in our life where we've had to really remind ourselves that He is that, and I'm 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 ministering to you from a place of knowing that I've also been brought to my knees in saying, "Lord, are you and are you who you say you are?" Um, we little Greyston, who's now seven, was about uh, six months old, ever, and had a terrible incident with um, a caretaker. That was looking after him. We were out at a prayer meeting and got home, didn't notice anything was wrong with him at the time, but we woke up the next morning and he had a, an egg sized bump on his head and it was all squishy and couldn't quite figure it out. Took him off to the, the, the hospital. Um, first thing that the doctors would ask is what happened? You know, how did this bump get onto your child's head? And uh, the caretaker at the time, she said, not too sure. She didn't notice anything different from what she was doing the night before when we were at the prayer meeting to the morning, was uncertain of it, you know. And um, as we started to take um, x-rays, the doctor's faces and the general atmosphere and mood of the um, uh, medical staff and the nurses all started to change quite in a hostile way towards us. And as I was looking through the x-ray booth, um, i saw the doctor's face look really alarmed and and frightened for what he was seeing you know and as we walked out there was um, uh, police now outside the the doors and they called us through to the pediatrics office and uh, they said i'm so sorry mr and mrs rose we hate to inform you of this but because you don't know what happened to your son um, and we've now figured out that there's a 16 centimeter 20 centimeter uh, hairline fracture on, on the top of his skull and you can't explain what happened we unfortunately are going to have to take temporary custody um oh and and the fractured arms. yeah that's what they were worried about as well we're going to have to take temp temporary custody of of this child and by government laws, if, the, parent, if the, the the medical staff and the doctors don't feel that they should release the child back to the parents, then they have the duty to take temporary custody. And so there we were, sitting in the office, Reza completely blank, pale in the face, um, us trying to figure out now what do we do, you know? And I just remember this of, Lord, can I depend on you in this? Are you my rock? Can I stand sure of you? Are you my stronghold? Are you my refuge? Because we were, we needed to hide under his wings. Um, And a whole bunch of other tests from um, uh, pedophilia tests had to be done that did an entire inspection of his whole body to make sure that they had covered themselves in terms of the tests, you know. And I just remember the the time that we spent in the ICU of just putting on um, Spirit Breakout, the worship song, you know. And just seeing him calm down because he was just screaming hysterically the whole time. And every time we'd put that on and reason would hold him and we put on spirit break up, the whole room would just change. The whole atmosphere would change. And just the presence of God would come into that room, you know. And we, a week went by. Huh? A week and a half went by. Yeah, a week went by. And we, were, we found ourselves in a social court uh, contending for our child's custody back. Um, and just realizing that this lady that was looking after the child wasn't doing what she said she would do, you know, um, and she had caused harm that she wasn't able to tell us what happened. So eventually through just interrogation techniques and tactics with the the, the um, social judge team that was there, uh, they got the truth, somewhat of the truth out of her um, that caused them to give us, give them reasonable um, confidence that we wouldn't bring any more harm to the child and so they released us released him back into our, our custody But I'll I'll never forget those moments of just having to really as you can imagine you those that have had children just seeing him as your rock and Everything that you you almost taught academically about who he is Comes to the foreground of your heart to go Lord. I can trust you I know that I'm secure, I know that he's secure, I know that you've given us this child and that you love him and that you care for him and that you want the best for him. Um, and you and you just have to remind yourselves, obviously, of that moment, you know. But he's perfect in every way, he's faithful in every way um, to deliver us from these circumstances in our lives, you know. And secondly to that, we um, just recently, it feels recent, um, hearing Sharon's two years is we had to liquidate a business that we believe that God had built up with us for eight years. Um, It was a brand and communications agency. We had multinational clients of advising them strategically on where they would advertise, um, where their markets were moving, etc, etc, etc. And COVID hit and uh, it wasn't a month or so in to COVID hitting that all of our, our multinationals, all five of them gave us notice at the same time. And it was just the end of income. It wasn't even an option of it. It wasn't even a debate. By the grace of God, there was one that gave us a partial payment um, because they recognized that we needed something, you know. And again, just those moments of being surrendered to him and standing on him, knowing that he had given us this business for eight years, built it up, um, felt incredibly led by him in every piece of it and every part of it, yet it had come to an end. You know and just seeing that moment for what it was and realizing that moment for what it was is something that your heart will never forget you know um, I remember the day that we had to make the call on liquidating the business because it it, it it was so evident that there was no further life coming from this business um, I remember going into um, our guest room which is my prayer room and um, just closed the door behind me locked it closed the curtains got back into the bed and pulled the the, the, the sheet over my head. I was like, I'm not getting out of bed. I'm not doing it, Lord. It's not worth it. It's it. I don't want to confront it. I don't want to admit it. I don't want to, it's defeat. Um, did I even hear you eight years ago? Um, did you ask me to start the business? And uh, just that context of what I was talking about earlier, about what Adventure Church has called you to. All those things of God, like you're like, where, how, what happened, you know? And uh, the Lord just said, am I your rock? Am I, am I Am I? what you're going to stand on? Am I the one that's going to get you through this? Is this, is this not what I've taught you from all the days of being in the house of the Lord, you know, of, of being um, encouraged by me? Is this not who I am? So, you know, he said, get out of bed. I was like, I don't want to do it. He's like, get out of bed. And um, he said, what do you usually do? I'm like, read the word. Obviously, he's like, go to your devotion. I just, I want you to go to your devotion. I'm like, I don't want to hear your word, God. it's just death, it's desolate it's dead, it's done, it's over with and uh, I get out of bed obviously and I sit down and I pick up my Bible and I go to my first devotion and uh, the scripture that the Lord had lined up for that day was my son you know when those those proverbs start my son, my son I want you to burn the vineyard to the ground I want you to take every aspect of what it's resembled in the past and burn it Nothing must, nothing must resemble it for what I have for you in the future, including the water tower in the corner. Take apart the bricks, and the water tower must come down too, because that's where the light used to come from. And so I'm sitting there with the scripture. I'm like, Jesus, Lord, okay. So he's like, burn it to the ground. Close the, close the word. I'm like, all confidence, all boldness again, just to go out of that place, opened up the curtains, let the light come back in opened up the door, unlocked the door, I'd actually locked the door, unlocked the door, and just, we've got to do this. You know, sat with Riza, I'm like, we have to do it. It's hard. It's it's going to kill us, probably. Um, in turn, not kill us, kill us, but it's going to be hard on us. It's going to be, it's going to be challenging, but we've got to do it. You know, and just that rock, that foundation of who he is, his word, standing true, when the tests come, when the storms come, when the trials come, when the, Persecution comes, the accusations that came against us with people asking to have elders' um, accusation council meetings with our lead elder. Lead elder. Um, people wanting to come to the church and publicly, because they thought the Bible, in terms of what the word says, was saying, if an elder doesn't repent, or you know, the brother doesn't repent, come and announce it. So this person, the supplier, said he's read the word, and he's going to come and he's, he wants to announce it in a church service about the things that we've done wrong. I mean, that they came, the challenges came, the accusations came, and i just so sure of the foundation upon which we stand. And it becomes so much less the theory and so much less the academic when it's in your heart to know that you know that you can stand firm, you can trust Him, you can pour out your heart in the heartbreak, but He's still there, you know? Yeah. And so just those three things for us, a reminder of, of who He is, Um, firstly, just going back to contending for trust again with Him, the wideness of your effectiveness, listening to Him, deepen our relationship with Him and with each other because we trust Him and Him alone. And as far as He's dreamed for you, um, He wants to take you and just to take Him by the hand and let Him lead us and guide us. And if we're going to stand on Him as our rock, what is it that He is as our rock? He's a life-giving rock. He's a sheltering rock for those that need it. And uh, he's the secure and sure rock, one that cannot be doubted. He's tried, he's tested, and he's true in everything that he says he is. One further thing I felt for, for you this morning um, is Ezekiel 47. If we can go there together quickly, I'd love to share a few things from there. And then we're going to wrap up. Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel <coughs> 47. The subtitle in this uh, CSB version says a life-giving river. I don't have enough time to go through the entire context of how we get here in Ezekiel 47. So I'm just going to pick it up from from 47.1 and we're going to work through a few things there. Then he brought me back to the entrance of the temple. And there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. The temple faced the east. The water was coming down from the south side of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Next he brought me up by way of the north gate and he led me around the outside to the outer gate that faced east. There the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went out east with the measuring line in his hand, he measured off a third of a mile and led me through the water. It came to my ankles. Then he measured off a third of a mile and led me through the water came to my knees. He measured off another third of a mile and led me through the water. It came to my waist. Again, he measured off a third of a mile and it was a river that I could not cross on foot. For the water had risen, it was so deep enough to swim a river that could not be crossed on foot. I feel for you as a church, just in terms of just the, the first, uh, what's it, uh, five verses there is that he's called you to a place where the water is going to flow so so strongly and the water being him the light of Jesus will flow so strongly that you will not be able to stand on it he's he's called you to recognize seasons where it's going to be ankle deep where it's going to be knee deep and then he'll show you the seasons where it's going to be At your your waist height and the discernment of those as as a church and as a team, as a founding team around you. um, You're going to know that you've been placed as a temple toward the east. And you know that that's the season that you're in for that moment. And that's the water that's going to flow. And you're going to move to the the north, the south, the west. And as you do that, this temple, this place that he's called you to be is going to be an abundant flow. Of water and light for people to see uh, to experience verse 6 he asked me do you see this son of man I feel like the Lord wants to encourage you to look around again when I walked in here this morning and I'd only been here on Friday night and I looked up to the the hills there and I was like wow that's beautiful And next it looks so different um, uh, um, during the day than it does at night and I feel like the Lord wants to encourage you. do you see See around you, look around you, see what he's called you to, see the place that he's called you to. Um, In the furthest distance there, I saw palm trees. It's like just this aspect of seeing, looking out, being aware. Look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, look to the west. Because he's called you to be a people that see. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. Allow him to lead you, friends. When I had returned, I saw a very large number of trees along both sides of the riverbank. He said to me, this water flows out to the eastern region and goes down to the Areva. So he's called you to be a, a, a church that is is beyond your local context and beyond um, the, the region of KZE, beyond the region of South Africa. He's called you beyond into the nations. When it enters the sea, the sea of foul water, the water of the sea becomes fresh. Every single time that the water that flows from adventure church and the, 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 the place that you found yourself on, the rock, this water-giving, life-giving place that you find yourself on, every single time that it engages the murky, dirty waters of the world, whenever it comes across the the, 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 the muck and the mire, it's going to be transformed and changed into what becomes so fresh for people to drink. Every kind of living creature that swarms will live. Wherever the river flows, I felt for you like the, the every living creature. I mean, obviously, we don't have living creatures in our churches. Um, some of them you might refer to as creatures. But um, we I see this as just every single tribe, every single color, every single language. Um, I felt for you that there would be this um, uh, overflow of an understanding of cultural ability as a local church. You would be able to see into somebody's context very easily and draw them into how you would uh, uh, attract them into the community of God, you know? Um, and there will be a huge number of fish because the water goes there. You are going to be an attractor of huge number of fishes, huge ones. Um, this exciting journey and this picture that I started off with of what God's called you to is an, an anticipation of an, a mountain of fishes flowing down into, into the river. Since the water will become fresh, There will be life everywhere the river goes. Adventure Church, everywhere where the life of your church goes, there will be fresh living water flowing from it everywhere that it goes. Fishermen will stand beside it from Engedi, this sounds like Mm Engedi, to (laughs) Engelim. These will become places where nets are spread out to dry. There's going to be places in Adventure Church that have An opportunity to understand business context. Um, I feel like Adventure Church has been given the ability to understand different types of commercial activity within uh, the landscape of South Africa but beyond South Africa as well, specifically into the area I felt this morning praying, um, into Australia and into Canada, of just becoming a place where nets are spread out to dry and understanding that there's seasons for nets that need to dry out at certain times. And when those nets are drying out, the opportunity of restoring relationships, rebuilding again, re-strategizing are going to come. Their fish will consist of many different kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. You will be a cosmopolitan. You will be a lacrosse. Lacrosse, not the pot, but that's the meaning of it. It's a melting pot of different cultures, different demographics, different traditions, all coming together, just like the Mediterranean Sea. Yes, its swamps and its marshes will not be, uh, will not be healed. Uh, they will be left for salt. All kinds of trees providing food will grow along both banks of the river. I feel like prophetically for adventure, there will be always an opportunity for life to be seen on both sides of the river bank. And just those words, all kinds of trees, again, reminding you that there will be many different types. Um, Never close yourself off to a culture that you're not accustomed to receiving. Be open, be receptive, be understanding, um, be relevant to all contexts. Their loaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. Sorry, their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. Each month they will bear fresh fruit. Each month they will bear fresh fruit. I felt like that from a, a periodic and a cycle perspective. You'll you'll never have to measure your fruitfulness in quarters because it will be a monthly effect of your your, your fruitfulness. Every single month you will bear fruit uh, because the water comes from the sanctuary, from the sanctuary, that rock, that temple, that place that we spoke of this morning. If we if we understand that that's our foundation, Jesus Christ, of who He is in our lives. This river is going to flow and it's going to flow in major abundance. Their fruit will be used for food and their leaves for medicine. Again, they're just those things of using your your tools and your hands of understanding different things. Um, I saw architects um, this morning. Um, I saw uh, lawyers. Um, I saw uh, goldsmiths. I saw jewelers. I saw graphic designers. I saw a whole bunch of different tradesmen coming together. And their fruit being used, their food being used for different things. So here it says their leaves for medicine. So this tool in their hand will be used for that. You're going to have business orientated meetings. You're going to have very, uh, almost on a regional context level to say, these are the tools of the trade that we've learned. These are the things that God has shown us. What can we use them in the kingdom for? And it goes on to say in verse 13, The borders of the land. This is what the Lord the God says. Um, This is the border you will use to divide the land as an inheritance for the 12 tribes of Israel. Joseph will receive two shares. You will inherit it in equal portions since I I swore to give it to your ancestors. There's an incredible promise over Adventure Church. There's an incredible vision and inheritance and a proportion that's been set out and set apart for Adventure Church. So this land will fall to you as an inheritance. I felt like for you this morning that there is, a, there, is a, there is a confirmation that this very land will be given to you and has been given to you as an inheritance. This is to be the border of the land. On the north side, it would extend from the Mediterranean Sea by the way of Hethnon and Leberhamoth to Zedad. Berethar and Sebra, which is between the border of Damascus and the border of Hamath as far as Hazar and Hatikon Which is on the border of Haran. So the border will run from the sea and I felt this for you I mean, I know it's 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 in a sense stretching here But I really felt for you prophetically that as this runs along the sea line um, At the border of Damascus with the territory of Hamath to the north. This will be the northern side And it goes on to say just the different regions and where your boundaries would fall. I'm jumping all the way to uh, verse 21. You are to divide this land among yourself according to the tribes of Israel. There would be a moment as Adventure Church that you're going to have to determine and assign from a leadership point of view different areas of the land that is designated to you. Where it's going to be, okay, you go after the North, you go after the East, you go after the South. And just this realization that the job at hand is too big. The task at hand is just too big for one one person to handle. And it's just this separation of going, okay, you go after that, but all of it is your inheritance. You will allot it as an inheritance for yourselves and for the aliens residing among you. Um, I also felt a sense of a, a, a really, really strong uh, cause and a concern around um, uh, people from outside of South Africa being boarded and kept and sheltered in, in South Africa. Um, the spirit of um, uh, genocide, the spirit of um, what's it called when they. Um, xenophobia, yeah. Just that spirit, those are like two things that you as a church would go after and contend for in just realizing that actually aliens foreigners can reside within our country and within our borders um, who have father children among you. You're going to be a father to the nations in that context as well. Um, you will treat them like the native-born Israelites al- along with you. They will be allotted an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. These people that you're going to be bringing in and seeing as part of your your home and your community and your, in your lives daily. Um, I got a picture of, of your dining room table, Nick and Shanae, of, of many different tribes, nations coming together from Nigeria to Canada, Australia, many different nations sitting around your dining room table, fellowshipping around the table, um, and Egypt, sorry, I forgot Egypt, that's that why you're leaving, Dave, <laughs> and Egypt, don't worry, and Portugal. and Portugal, okay, fine, all of them, and Israel, <laughs> and, Israel. and Israel, perfect. And they will be allotted an inheritance among you, the tribes of Israel. There we go. In whatever tribe the alien resides, you will assign his inheritance there. So you're going to be the the, the, the caller out of promises um, over nations and over people to say, this is part of your inheritance and you get to share it with us. And this is a de- declaration of the Lord. It ends up by saying. So just as a summary um, of, of some of the things I felt for you is the, the life-giving river is the place that we started of knowing how sure how firm the rock on which we stand, Jesus Christ. He is true, he's tested, he's life-giving. If we find ourselves there, corporately as a church, you will always be giving the right thing. And it's from that place that this river is going to flow to the borders and the land beyond um, our South African borders. And there's a number of fish because the water is so good here. The water is fresh. The water is is relevant. The, The water is forgiving. And it's accommodating. And it allows for mistakes. Um, It's truthful. And you allow people to come into a, a holy place. Just because of the consideration of the water that you have. And the water that you want to give people. Is so pure. And so fresh. And so mountain crisp. That you realize that people are going to come. With so many different things. They're going to come with burdens. As we all do. All have fallen short of the glory of God. But as you allow this. These people into your lives, into your communities, into your environments around the boardroom tables. Um, this this thing of bi vocational, you will always have a calling in the in the places of, of business as a church, um, and you'll have—and you do have an understanding of what that demand is, and it's unique for a church. It's, it's unique for leaders, lead elders to come into a, a church plant environment and know the demand that it takes on people that are still working and still needing to carry the burdens of life. Um, but, and it's from that place that you'll minister and be fresh and, and just be relevant all the time you know so I bless you with that encouragement I trust it was encouraging yeah. uh, I love it if I can pray if that's cool um, and if there's anything else you've felt um, before you pray yeah so you just share something and,
1: um, sure last night I had a dream and uh picture I was in a house it was quite a strange house I woke up rapidly from sleeping in the house by hearing knocking on the door. And I realized that someone had gotten through the boundary fence and they were knocking on the door and I was filled with fear. And I remember getting there and I looked, put the lights and looked at the window and I just saw this cat scatter because of whoever was there had scared this, this cat away. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought they've reached the wall but they're trying to get mm-hmm. through the door. And I woke up suddenly and I was right. overwhelmed with fear and I started to picture who was at the door and I started to see obstacles that things that we faced trials and I couldn't figure out which one was trying to reach mm. where we were and I, and I just lay in bed and I started praying and I prayed through this thing of, of fear and as you spoke it reminded me of this and, and our song that we sang um, Oceans it says "The Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders mm. and um, I just had a sense for for me this morning, just amazing confirmation of, of what you spoke into. That last night there was this battle that I felt I was fighting mm. for to set fear aside, irrespective. I mean, our business is called Beyond Obstacles because we feel we need to look beyond the obstacles and see the fruitfulness on the other side. And and yet every obstacle was facing. I don't mm. know which one was trying to break mm. through. Mm. And the Spirit lead me to where my trust is without borders. And from a personal perspective, it's really ministered to me this morning because that's been so sure of the one scripture that you read in Ezekiel. And and it says there, um, but they will bear fresh fruit every month. And I was thinking, Lord, how are we going to, where's the provision going to come from? And even as you read that, and I felt God saying, don't worry, because every month, You'll bear fresh fruit. Yeah. And I just wanted to, before you pray for us, encourage you with that because there's something significant about a prophetic message and we were speaking last week about how prophecy is here to build up the church. Prophecy is here to come and bring encouragement and, and and it confirms direction and so much of what you said a week and a half ago we had our first business breakfast oh, wow. sure. um, because we feel as a church there's an inheritance in business awesome. Yeah, awesome. which is something that you didn't know. Awesome. Uh, we felt that there will be a, a call into speaking into to businesses and business owners, and we had our first business breakfast, which was full of life and mm. and uh, yeah. So I just wanted to, before you pray, yeah. to encourage you and to encourage us that we can't neglect the opportunity for the prophetic to come in mm. and speak. and An apostolic input brings such incredible confirmation. Mm. It brings such a stirring and and encouragement, and as you pray for us, I just want us to receive what's coming, because this message is so vital for the time ahead, when times get tough and we land up facing those moments where, as Hilton spoke about, the time with Gray, or the, the business being liquidated, and we've got to hold on, it's messages like this that we look back to and we hold on to, and we yeah. say, but Lord, you were speaking, you were speaking yeah. life into the future, yeah. even though in the present it feels hard." So please prayer for awesome.
0: Yeah. But stand if you can with me, the would be awesome. <clears throat> Our Lord, I just thank you for the fact that we can stand sure on who you are, Lord. A one, the rock on which Thank you, Lord, that it's from that place that individually we come to first after you in a greater way than we, that we ever had before. Still, our hearts, still our minds, still our own plans. Whilst we can make our plans, I ask Lord that you would direct our steps. Lord, I ask that you would strip away everything that we put on us that is not of you for our future ahead. Lord, I ask that if you want us to buy a new pair of shoes, one that would endure the race in a way that we currently wouldn't be able to, I ask that you to do that way. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that throughout the entire journey, we come to realize that you are the sure one, the life you. You are the one that we want to give to others, Lord. It's from that, from that source, from that wellspring of life that we want to lead people to, Samaritan Lady of the world, come, drink of me, eternal life, eternal life. From that place we ask, Lord, that you would move us, shape us, form us, motivate, encourage, strengthen, build us up, Lord, I pray. Thank you, Lord, for a a yearning for earnest prayer and time with you afresh, Thank you, Lord, that as a, as a church, a venture church, be known as a house of prayer for the nation, individually and corporately. After. Thank you, Lord, that there would be moments of weeping in your presence of what you have done. We spoke about it this morning over coffee, David coming to three rambling paragraphs of, and chapters of being uncertain of what you've done and why are you there, are you Are you even hearing the Lord? But he gets to the space of going. Oh, hold on, Lord. I look and see what you've done in my life. Thank you that you would remind us of the provision. Thank you, Lord, that not one night have we gone to bed without a loaf of bread on our tables because you're a good father and you want to provide for us. And I thank you, Lord, that Adventure Church would be a church that resembles that provision, that would resemble the goodness of God, the grace of God, the covering of God, the sheltering of God. I thank you, Jesus, that you would be the one that would pioneer Adventure Church into this incredible journey that you have for us. Thank you for the blessing of her to this context, to this place, as we read, Lord, this morning. You have an inheritance in this land. One sentence from you this morning, one verse, Lord, one word confirming, Lord, this is an inheritance for Adventure Church. And, Lord, it's from this place that you called her beyond these borders, Lord, along this entire shoreline, right into the nations of Africa, Lord, into the nations of this world, Lord. Flags flying high above her head, Lord, whilst we drawing people to you as our King, as our Lord, our Master, our Savior, the one on which we can stand, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of being a church, Lord, that provides life to that provides wisdom to people, that provides prayer for people, that provides help when in need, provides shelter to those that have been um, uh, kicked out and abandoned. You're drawing people to this dining room table, to these dining room tables, Lord, in Adventure Church to sense and feel the presence of God, to know the love of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for that. I just felt, guys, in Proverbs, there's a couple of things quickly that the Lord just reminded me of now. The hope of the righteous is joy. Thank you, Lord, for joy over this church, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that it will be known of a place of laughter, actual audible laughter. I Thank you, Lord, that it will never, ever, ever be scoffed upon, the laughter that this church has, Lord. Whether it's a corny joke, whether it's something stupid that somebody did, but this place... This church will be known as a house of joy. That people will laugh, Lord. Just seeing little Libby here on Friday night, dancing, free in your presence. No shame. Not even coordinated. (laughs) It was just a free flow, a dance before her father. Lord, let that be this place, Lord, I pray. The mouth of the righteous produces wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for wisdom, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that there will be Good counsel given, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The integrity of the upright guides them. Thank you for integrity, Lord. Integrity of a leadership team. Integrity of people, Lord. The righteous one is rescued from trouble. Thank you for a rescuing place, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that one person gives freely. Yet gains more, another withholds what is right only to become poor. I thank you for open hands in this church, Lord. Financially and with time, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that they would be known for a place that gives so freely, Lord, never holding back. Lord. Thank you for a blessing over the finances of this church, Lord, and I thank you for a blessing over Nick Shone, Lord. Thank you for them as a lead couple of this church that you would and have always provided for them. Never have they gone to sleep at night without a loaf of bread on this table. And we know, God, that that will be your continued evidence of grace and provision over their mouth, Lord Jesus. Pray for your blessing of this home as they host people, as they welcome people, as they um, just accommodate for the things of the kingdom, Lord, and for the sacrifice, God. Pray over this place, Lord. Let it be the places that we've spoken of this morning, Lord. A place of living water will flow from. Amen. 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 Thank you guys. Look, for